What is up, everybody? Welcome on into the first round fantasy podcast. I'm your host this morning, Jacob Bartley. I am joined by Justin Mo. What's going on, Justin? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Midway season point. You know, I'm trying to get everything in order, but so far, so good. Got some nice waiver wire pickups that I'm happy about. So I'm looking forward to this week and W's all around. Awesome, awesome. We will maybe touch on some of those waiver wire pickups here in a second. Um, real quick, Justin, did you was there anything that stood out to you big in week eight? Or uh I mean, other than the injuries and stuff we're gonna talk about? Um, a couple things. Rams are are real Super Bowl contenders. That offense is crazy. Uh and they just got Von Miller, which it's like nutty. can only help their defense. Yeah, and uh, good defense leads to good offense, so that should be crazy. Um, the Dakless Cowboys beat the Vikings. That was pretty disgusting. Gamari got a nice touchdown, but he's become uh, pretty secure after a couple of down weeks. Um, yeah, the Saints are a question now with no Jameis. A lot of interesting stuff. What about you? What stood out for you? Yeah, there's um, there was a, a lot of different things that stood out to me, but I just, man, I – I just got to say, I'm loving the consistency from Najee Harris, man. It's like, no matter what, he gets it done. And I I have him in a dynasty league and a keeper league. And I was a little worried coming into the year. I was like, should I trade him in one of those leagues so I don't, you know, have too much invested in him? But I'm so glad I didn't do that because what a stud. Like, remember last year how we were drafting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the in the middle of the first round, like he, Najee actually earned that. Like he, and he wasn't even drafted in the first round. So that's, what's crazy is he was drafted in the second round in a lot of leagues and he should have been a top five pick in my opinion, which is crazy. I don't, I don't think anybody that drafted Najee is upset at all. It doesn't matter. He's oh, like, of course not. And no matter I'm, what, I'm, even if they took him in the first round. And I'm happy yeah. you brought up said, because I think, like that's recency bias at its finest. Like, oh, I drafted Clyde. It didn't work out. I don't want to draft this rookie early on. Exactly. And then yeah. you miss him, and then he's top five running back basically. And you're like, damn, I he's a stud. Like this is legit. But yeah, him and DeAndre Swift and JT, good futures ahead for the running back position. Yeah, and just overall for the season so far, I'm like, I'm looking back at our rankings, right? And when we did those. And it's like our rankings are so similar to what everybody else's rankings are. Like there, there's a few differences in there. Like we were cert- high on certain guys or low on certain guys. But I feel like overall, like the whole fantasy industry, like they're pretty safe with the predictions going into the year. And it's like I need to do more things like gut calls. Like I'm not saying I thought Cooper Cup was going to be the number one wide receiver on the year, but I had him at 13. And that's pretty high compared to everybody else. So I'm wondering, like, those type of things like Mike Williams, Cooper Cup, I'm going to try to look more for those type of things going into these years because that those have been, like, league winners this year so far, which is insane. Legitimately. And the worst part is, though, it's hard for us to predict because it's like we like Stafford, but he was a lion for so long. And you're like, okay, yeah. how much is it the team versus how much is it the actual player? And then – the player gets released from the bad team and it's like, wow, he was being held back that much. Like that's insane. So, yeah, you know, it's hard to go out of front of limb like that's that. True. That's why nobody picked Cooper cup to be top one. But uh, 
Yeah, I agree, man. We should have seen we should have seen Swift and JT bumping up. It's hard to say like someone like Cordero Patterson being top ten. Yeah, there's no way to predict that. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, aside from some injuries that happened, you know, rankings have been pretty safe. But yeah, there's yeah. always gonna be some hitters that are hidden. I'm just gonna take more big shots next time, next time around. Like, not that I'm gonna go crazy, but I'm gonna like who can be this year's Cooper Cup? Who can be this year's DeAndre yeah. Swift? You know, I'm gonna look out for those type of things. Yeah, but uh good. yeah, before we get to so our some injuries, some waivers, and our start and sits for week nine, I do want to talk a little bit about something. I know it might sound a little early for this topic, but I kind of did make it the main topic of the show, uh, at least to open the show today, and that is preparing for the fantasy playoffs now depending on if your playoffs start in week 15 which should be the standard now with the extra game uh because if you guys don't know and this goes into preparing for the playoffs if your league is still set to start the playoffs in week 14 there are bye weeks in week 14 you got to keep that in mind i know the colts are on a bye week and there's one other team that's on a bye week that week but imagine you go into your week one uh fantasy matchup for the playoffs and you don't have jonathan taylor like you don't want to uh, avoid that so just definitely uh check with that and maybe get that date changed because it should be weeks 15 16 and 17 uh but i think like on yahoo they automatically changed it to that um but who knows there might be other platforms that still have it on week 14 but it's about six weeks away until the fantasy playoffs and we have trade deadlines coming up so after once these trade trade deadlines hit your only flexibility as far as roster moves go are waiver wires the waiver wire basically that's it so i, I think there's a few things you should keep an eye on going in and dustin let me know if you agree or disagree with either of these and let me know if you have any other uh, things to add so i we've been talking about this all year we, we always are a proponent of this and that is get your handcuffs and your handcuffs to your running backs and look i'm not saying give up like something major to get your handcuffs but just poke around see if you know if you have a um aaron jones see if you can give a couple bench players to get aj dylan something like that because just as the weather's getting cold, you know, running back depth is going to get super, super thin and cold. And it's going to it's going to be rough out there when you're going into the playoffs and you're really hurting. And the only thing you can do is scour the waiver wire for a pickup. And it's like in one of our main leagues, I have David Montgomery out, Kareem Hunt out. Nick Chubb was out, but he's been like, you know, he hasn't been completely healthy. Miles Sanders out. DeAndre Swift on a bye week. It's like I'm starting Nick Chubb and Kenneth Gainwell as my starting running back. So you don't want to do something like that. So be prepared um, and at least attempt to get your handcuffs if you can. If not, it's not a big deal. It's not, it's not uh, you know, life or death. But I do think if you can trade some smaller pieces to get your handcuffs, it's, it might be worth it. Agreed. I think any more talk on handcuffs is being dead horse. You got to listen by now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, next thing is this is not, uh, you know, the end all be all, but look at schedules. Like if you're, if you're streaming quarterbacks or you're streaming tie end, or you are considering a trade, 
look ahead at some of these players' schedules. At the beginning of the season, it's hard to tell what the schedules are going to be. Yes, we have the preseason rankings and what we think defenses are going to be like, etc. But it, nothing ends up being what we think. Like we thought Washington football team was going to be a shutdown defense. You don't want to start players against them. Turns out it's the complete opposite. But at this point, we have a pretty good idea of who uh, or what teams are, you know, giving up a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers, to running backs, quarterbacks, tight ends, etc. So, for example, I in one of my leagues, I'm streaming quarterbacks every week. I think I've settled on the man Derek Carr, though, because he's been pretty solid. And like I said, just don't kill me if in my fantasy lineup if you're my quarterback. And like if you look at his schedule, he has a pretty darn cake schedule even from week nine on he has a couple uh tough matchups but basically his season for the rest of the year other than maybe week 16 against denver is pretty cake and i'm like okay i'm good with Derek carr so keep an eye out not just for quarterbacks but for all players uh look at the schedules and look just because they have an easy schedule doesn't mean they're going to perform or just because they have a hard schedule doesn't mean they're not going to perform, but I do think it's something to look at. Do you consider that at all when you just when you're trading for a player or picking a player up, Dustin? Yeah, hundred percent. I just I just made a trade actually to share up a quarterback, and I got a I got Moss on the back end as my running back, and I looked at his schedule and said, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I know people are liking him more, sure, but I'm looking at Jacksonville, the Jets, Indy, New Orleans, New England, like. Two two in a row smash matchups like that's gonna help me get into the playoffs. And if he's my flex player, like I'm happy. So what you're saying is absolutely true. This is the time that you, like I was impressed that our league mates stashed the Bills defense and the Bills kicker. Like I was pretty impressed. I'm like, this is some discipline to accept the fact that you're rostering a bye week defense. Wow. And, uh, and it, it, it's just winning moves because when you have a set it and forget it defense your life is so much easier. So look at strength of schedule. It's real now that we know what teams are basically. And that's a good point that I didn't even mention is for your defense and special teams. Uh, look at schedules for that. You could hit a, you know, a team that could help you win. Like if you hit a solid uh, special teams uh, defense that they can truly contribute to uh, your team winning. So, like like a bills or something like that and and that's something to look at if, at those type of uh even kickers i guess if if it's could if there's a lot of shootouts looking ahead on their schedule you know uh getting in the red zone getting field goals it, it's definitely good so uh yeah so it's definitely schedules and one other thing i think and this doesn't apply for most years because prior to like to covid times we were everybody was like oh you don't need to roster a backup quarterback like just you can have one and you're fine in one qb league but I think that look at, and this is perfect. Aaron Rodgers suddenly out of nowhere test positive for COVID nineteen. He's out. The soonest he can come back is November thirteenth, which is Saturday of next week, and that's the soonest. So he could possibly even miss that game. He could miss two games in a row. So let's say it's it's past the trade deadline. It the fantasy playoffs are this week, and Aaron Rodgers is out because due to COVID. And now you're scouring the waiver wire. There's nothing for quarterback. So maybe plan ahead. If you have an extra roster spot, throw another upside guy at the end of your bench. I don't mind doing that at this point in the season. 
Agreed, agreed. Especially in a stingy league where people roster two QBs, you don't want to be the guy that doesn't get it, get a bad week because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it just depends, right? I mean, it can anybody can be out, right? Um, but I just think with uh, with this COVID situation, like even if you have a Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, like anybody can miss. So, so that you got to keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, we got a, a viewer. Jeremy Cravat, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I start work at noon, so I will see you later at work. Uh, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> I found it uh, on the podcast, the morning work hustle yeah. for the afternoon hustle. I know, right? I know. <laughs> uh, Justin, so those were just a couple points I had. Do you have any other uh, you know, ideas about preparing for the playoffs, or was that pretty much it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think now's the time to consolidate. Uh, depth is beautiful. But injuries happen, and it's time to take advantage of your depth. So, if you ah, have a league point. mate, if you have a league mate that's having QB problems, having running back problems, which probably half the league is at this point, and you have a couple extra running backs, you trade up. You want to get those Tyree kills of the world for cheap. You want to get. Uh, it, it's just hard because. I've been on that position where you're like, you just mentioned you have to start Gainwell and Chubb, which is not the worst. I've had to start worse week in and week out because of injuries and lack of waiver wire options. And you that, that it's a weird desperation that you only feel if you're going through it. So you find those players that need those running backs that you consider depth and they need them to start, you're going to get paid for them. So get yourself a top 10 wide receiver, a top five quarterback, Maybe it's okay to trade. I know tight end has been kind of off. Even Kelsey's had some off weeks, right? But maybe it's time to trade up to go get Waller or go get Kelsey and have your solid starting lineup going into the playoffs. That's that's my number one strategy that I try to do every year. That is a great point. And there are those teams who drafted Kelsey or Waller and they're on the brink of missing the playoffs and they lost a lot of running backs or receivers and they're hurting and they're willing to trade that player when they normally wouldn't be. So that's, that's a great point, Justin, to bring up for sure. Um, all right. So let's run down um, some quick injury news. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on, uh, but I'll go ahead and run it down real quick, Justin, and you just uh, talk about what stands out to you real quick. So we got, we all know, Terrible news. Derrick Henry is out indefinitely with his foot injury. Could make a late season comeback. Uh, so definitely wouldn't drop him. But yeah, he's going to be out for a while, while, while. And if he does come back, it's going to be during the fantasy playoffs. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We have Jameis Winston, a torn ACL out for the season. Robert Tunyon is also out for the season. We talked about this earlier. Aaron Rodgers test positive for COVID. He will at least miss this week. Uh, earliest he can be back is november 13th which is next saturday um saquon is not practicing uh he had it he has an ankle injury so uh but he practiced last week so nobody knows exactly why he's missing dak is uh participating fully in a short practice practice today kyler was not at the open part of practice and justin you might have to give me more information on this kyler injury i wasn't aware it was that serious so maybe we'll get into that in a second uh apparently michael thomas is out for the year do we know why that is is did they say why not not that i found i i was looking and it's just out for the year i guess he went to see a specialist or something it was yeah. like short just a formality i think i don't know if it's the true reason yeah no that makes sense 
Oh, sounds a little fishy over there. Um, and of course, unfortunately, Calvin Ridley is stepping away for now um, to deal with uh, just to take care of himself mentally, basically. But and so we don't know what what that means. Like, it, I don't think he opted out of the season because so I think he can technically return anytime he wants. So we'll see how that goes. A uh, couple other things to keep your eye on. CMC is designated to return from IR. Uh, don't get your hopes up. As a CMC manager, I I just assume he's not playing, and if he does, amazing. But but we'll see. Uh, and Michael Gallup is could play Sunday for the Dallas Cowboys. That's definitely exciting. A uh, couple things things to monitor. Uh, James Robinson, he had a heel uh, injury. He's day to day. Sam Darnold is in concussion protocol. Uh, Jalen Ranger has an ankle injury, Robert Kelsey back spasms, T.Y. Hilton concussion protocol, Damian Williams with a knee injury. So maybe a fire up Khalil Herbert if he misses again. And uh, Justin Jackson quad injury. So Justin, any of these stand out to you that you want to talk on real quick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, happy Dax back. We need that offense kicking up again. Sucks for Green Bay. Tonian was getting it right. And that was just awful to see. Uh, Taysom Hill might be some play to watch if you're having QB problems, depending on how your league scores. Maybe he gets a little variable action. I don't know. But uh, Kyler, I read he was week to week when he banged up his ankle in the last play or last drive. Uh, he stuck through it, and then he became week to week. So he might sit out this week, but Thursday is going to be a big day. We got to see what happens tomorrow. If he practices, he should be good. If he doesn't, probably not. Uh, Calvin Ridley owners... They're sad, but now they're even more sad because yeah. maybe could have tried to trade them. It's just news you can't prepare for. But the overall thing is I'm sick that CMC just basically hasn't played for two years. And it's just like we need all the players we can get. And this yeah. is a freaking beast and a joy to watch. And I, I just don't understand at this point. It just seems too odd. Yeah, and he's one of those that, like, even if you don't roster him, you still want him to be healthy. It just makes fantasy football and football more fun. So, yeah, that, that one definitely hurts. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we talk about some waiver wires, uh, Jeremy Kravat writes, now is the time to get Elijah Moore before it's too late. He's going to rock it moving forward. Uh, do you agree with that, Justin? Hard to say. I mean, I don't know who's their quarterback long term, and I don't know enough about the boy Mike White, right? So they yeah. had a they had a nice week. Uh, I was actually posturing by starting Lavisca in my dynasty league, but I really secretly wanted to start Elijah, but no one bid on a trade, you know. So that's yeah. also an interesting tactic, by the way. If you start the players you want to trade, people think you hold more value to them. As a side note, so. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm comfortable starting Elijah Moore going forward. If you don't have many options, he seems to be a nice nice rookie. So take it from the Jets fan, Jeremy. I tr I trust you this week, bud. Yeah, and and full PPR, he had 13 fantasy points, six six for six for 67 yards. That's really nice. And I'm that's I'll, I'm I will like to see him improve upon that. I think he could going forward. And obviously Corey Davis was out, but we'll see. That's good signs for uh, him going forward. For sure. Um, all right, let's touch on now. In most leagues, waiver uh, waivers have processed already, but uh, I'm in. I play in one other platform, Justin, and those waivers process at 7 p.m. tonight. So I'm actually kind of glad because that way I don't have to do them with my Yahoo waivers. So some people might still be looking for waivers out there, but also some of these guys might still be available. Um, 
even if you're uh, some of your teammates might not have picked them up for sure, your league mates. So uh, some that I think are mentionable are uh, Boston Scott, of course, of the Philadelphia Eagles. We thought uh, Kenneth Gainwell was going to be the man there. And look, I'm I'm not giving up on Kenneth Gainwell yet. I think that was all game script. And for some reason, they view Kenneth as the the pass catching back only. So I think we'll see. They're playing the Chargers this week. I think he's going to have a, a much better game. Uh, and Boston Scott will still be good, though, so he's definitely worth, worth picking up. So we have um, over there in Tennessee, we have Jeremy McNichols and Adrian Peterson. I'm curious to get your thoughts on that in a minute here, Justin. But some other notables, Elijah Moore, which I just talked about. If you need a tight end, I do not mind picking up Pat Fryermuth. I, uh, I'm i in one other dynasty league, Justin, and I picked him up before last week. He had a nice 14 points in full PPR. I was very happy to see that from Pat Fryermuth of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eric Ebron was out. We might be back this week, so something to keep an eye on. Um, if you are hurting at QB, Taysom Hill's a nice pickup, and I wouldn't mind uh, taking a flyer on Justin Fields after his really good performance against the 49ers last week. So, Justin, I want to know, if you are uh, running back needy, maybe you lost Derrick Henry, or maybe not, you're just running back needy, and you can have the choice of picking up Adrian Peterson or Jeremy McNichols from the Tennessee Titans with which one are you taking? I got to go, Jeremy. Uh, at this point in in AP's career, even if he's the workhorse, it's not going to account to much. I'd rather take the flyer and hope uh, McNichols comes out strong, gets touchdown, and just saves my week a little bit. You never can expect anything close to what Henry was doing, but if I can get 12 or 15 points, I'll be loving it. So I'm going to pass on AP now. At best, he's going to be a James Conner light vulture guy. But, I mean, what are you going to do with that? That's a good point. He's not going to step in and do what Henry was doing. And even if, like, I could see him getting, you know, uh, 13 carries for 65 yards, and but no catches. And it's like, okay, that got me 6.5 fantasy points. It seems like it should get you more fantasy points, right? But it doesn't. It's 6.5. Uh, but we've seen... Uh, Jeremy McNichols be really, really active in the passing game. So, uh, and look, most of us play in full PPR or even have PPR. So I agree. I, I would lean McNichols there. Justin, any other waiver wires pickups you want to touch on, uh, whether it's some of these or any other ones? No, I think he covers it. Uh, just some running back problems. I love the Pat pick. He could be good. And tight ends just, I was looking at it earlier, talking about Kelsey and Waller, and it's like mm -hmm. they're not even, I mean, Kelsey's tight end one, but. Waller's like not out of the top five. It's just yeah. I, I thought every year I think it's going to be a little bit better. It's just so bad right now. It's hard to you. You can't go wrong. Like you're just going to be hoping someone gets at least six or five catches or a touchdown to save the week. But other than that, there's no one really you're depending on week in week out. Like for tight end, literally that's how it is this year. Yeah, it, it's very rough. You just need. I mean, obviously, you still want a Kelsey or Waller, but you need those guys who can blow up like a Hawkinson or a Pitts. Like, though, even though they're going to give you inconsistencies throughout the year, and one week they're going to have three points, and the next week they're going to have thirty points, I'll take that over seven points every week. You know, so on the on the upside, I think Kittle's coming off of the IR, so he might play this week. Yeah, uh, that's something also to keep an eye on, eye on that we didn't mention. Uh, all right, so let's get into our dark horses segment for week nine so real quick we'll review review last week's so last week gabe had chosen jerry judy 
as his dark horse. And I would go ahead and mark that as a miss. He didn't do that great, uh, but he didn't have a terrible game, but definitely not a blow up game like Gabe was anticipating. I went with Daryl Williams, and I think it's safe to say full PPR. He gave you 17 points. I will take that as a victory lap right there. You're, you know, of course we love these 25, 30 point games, but you get get me 17 points. I am very satisfied with that as a fantasy manager. Uh, and then we had Justin, who had chosen. Let me see here. Chase Claypool against Cleveland. He did not have a great game, uh, unfortunately, Justin. Yeah, he got some decent targets, but it was a weird game. So, whatever. Najee's just the man over there. Whatever, whatever. Claypool didn't do yeah. it. What can you do? What can you do? All right, let's get into our dark horses for this week. And I'll go ahead and start us off real quick. And, look, this is an interesting one. I'm trying to choose a guy that people haven't been starting that they possibly could start this week. And I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers, Brandon Ayuk. Now, I don't think that... You're going to force him into your lineup this week. But they're playing the Cardinals. I think it's going to be a shootout. And we'll keep an eye out on Kyler because, in my mind, Kyler's playing in this game. And that means that the Niners are going to have to throw it to keep up with him. But look, Brandon Ayuk, he's been one of the biggest disappointments this year as as far as what people were expecting. But they're kind of getting him back in the mix, you know, last Last week, he had one target, but the week, three weeks before that, he had four targets, three targets, six targets. He had a touchdown in week three. Uh, and then this this past week, he had seven targets, four catches, 45 yards. I just think the involvement is, is improving, and I never doubted that his talent just disappeared. I think that, and we've talked about this all year, I, I honestly think – Kyle Shanahan is just set in his ways and he's going to do what he wants to do. And it doesn't matter your status or what you did last year, or, you know, if you think you're good, like he's going to play who he wants to play. And that's just the way it is. But I do think that he's that being the case, I think he's easing Brandon Ayuk back into the fold. And I think it's to the point where there's no limitations on Ayuk anymore. And I think that he's set up to, perform now um now that he's running most of the routes and all that so i do think you could potentially fire brandon Ayuk up now probably in like 10 team leagues with one flex you're not doing it but if you're maybe if you start two flex or you're in a a deeper league something like that i think you could fire up brandon Ayuk. it's not you know i'm not gonna put a hundred dollars on this pick but i do think he's startable now basically Okay, that's that's definitely going out on a limb. I, I, I'll wait to see. Yeah, sticking my neck out. And I guess you could say, Justin, you're sticking your neck out with this next pick because this is a guy that you've been somewhat disappointed with. Uh, so who do you got for us? My, my main man, LaVisca Chanel. And I know I know he came out that nice week. Uh, Shark gets injured out for the year and you go and swoop him up. We all wanted big things to happen, but just like the Lions, that team's a bit of a disaster week in, week out. So it's it's hard for me to blame the player more the team, but either way, the player is underperforming. But uh, we spoke about my choice between him versus Elijah Elijah Moore. Uh, I'm just going to say LaVisca is going to be a nice dark horse this year, this week strictly due to the matchup. They're playing Buffalo. There's zero expectation for me to think Jacksonville is going to beat Buffalo. 
zero expectation for me to think that Buffalo's not going to put up 40 on them. That means Trevor Lawrence, instead of having to throw 50, is going to have to throw 65 times. So I think <laughs> LaVisca is going to catch like six plus, eight plus balls. And with a couple, like you have some big hitters out this week. You have Seattle, no Metcalf, no Lockett. You have Tampa, no AB, no uh, Lo- uh, no Godwin, no Evans. You have no McLaurin. So if you need a fill-in for wide receiver, my dark horse got to go LaVisca because the matchup just says a lot of passing. So Stick with him. You won't be disappointed, I hope. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. It could uh, go the other way, maybe. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. That's It's a tough matchup, but they're they're only going to be down. It's not. I don't think that game's going to be close or Jacksonville being up. So they're going to have to pass it mm-hmm. uh, for sure. So let's move on to our Foles gold. Uh, we'll review last week's really quick. Uh, Gabe went with Tua Tangavaloa. I would say that was a hit. He had a pretty disappointing game. I went with Antonio Gibson if he played. Oh, my goodness. How how disappointing was that? This man has been another one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy this year. So I hit on that, unfortunately. I don't want to see a man fail. And you chose Saquon, but he didn't end up playing. So we'll go ahead and uh, count that as a push. So let's get into our Fool's Gold for this week, week real 9 quick, of the 2021 season. Yeah, go ahead. On the Gibson McKissick thing, who do you think has more points PPR? I mean, I want to go McKissick. Yeah, he does. In our league, because in our Gibson league, has been so disappointing. He had like oh, one sorry. since that game. He had like a seventy-five yard touchdown. He hasn't done anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm I misread it. He's actually leading McKissick by four points. I thought it was eighty-five to ninety-one. He has ninety-five total. McKissick has ninety-one. Still, I consider that disgusting differentiation, but absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's so many busts this year, and I think they said he's playing with like a broken shin of hairline. Yeah, he is. I don't know why you're running a guy to the ground when you have problems like that. Just really weird way of handling a player that is not doing great, anyways. So, yeah, that's why I chose him as my dark horse last week because, or my fool's gold last week, because it's like this keeps happening every week. Oh, he he has a shin injury. He's limited at practice. He might play. Oh, he's hel- He's going to play. And it's like, I'd rather them just have s- sat him a couple weeks ago for, for a few weeks and let him get healthy and then have him come back and be fully ready to perform. So we'll yeah. see, man. That's I think, I think we just expected him to be on like the JT level of things, yeah. like, just like fringe top 10, but he's not even close. It's, it's a really bad situation over there. And that's another thing, too, we talked about you know, looking out for those sleepers like Cooper Cup and things like that. But also, you got to keep an eye out for these guys who are ranked so high and we just assume they're going to perform. And it's not necessarily the case. There's been a lot of these disappointments here. Um, All right, Justin. Ooh, this is going to get juicy. I'll go ahead and throw it to you for your fool's gold for week nine. I'm going with the boy Michael Carter coming off the biggest game of his career, coming off the nicest play of his career but they're playing a stout indie defense and it's in indie and they've been playing really well i just don't want to start a rookie coming off a hot week expecting another 25 plus game i'm tempering my expectations i honestly and am putting my mouth my money where my mouth is i'm starting zach moss against jacksonville over michael carter against indy he's my sit of the week i think there are better options for this week not moving forward for example, 
He plays Buffalo. I'll bench, but Miami, Houston, Philly, I'm, I like to start him. He's just gone into that range of let me wait and see, but don't bench any stud to start him is what I'm trying to say. That's a good point. Yeah, and I, you know, we're also running back needy, so may, I think a lot of people are starting him, but I get what you're saying. You see that 30-point performance, and you're like, how do I bench him? But I agree with you. Don't go crazy with starting him over – uh, you know, the old reliables here, but, but we'll see, we'll, we'll see how his, uh, so basically what you think he's going to underperform his projections basically. Yeah. I mean, he's only projected for 12 and a half. Uh, I wasn't really looking at projections because after yeah. last week, I think people are like, okay, I got to start him now. I'm expecting near 20. If he ends up with 12 to 15, amazing, but I'm not sure the projections relate what people expect from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sub sub thirteen game from him. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Definitely, definitely. Um, all right, so I have changed my uh, fool's gold since we first started the show. I wasn't I was having trouble finding one, but I kind of settled on one uh, at this point by now. And it's funny because it kind of contradicts your uh, dark horse, and so because I'm going with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I know not everybody's thinking of starting him, but I feel like he's, you know, before last week, you know, all right, he well, he was on a bye, obviously, but prior to that, he had 22, 20 points. And in this league I'm looking at is a four-point scoring touchdown. So I'm wondering what his scores are in the six-point touchdowns, which is what we mostly play in. But Trevor Lawrence, look, he's playing against the Bills, and – the Bills are just so nasty and so good on defense. And we see them shutting out these teams. Like, remember early in the year, what they do, they they blew out Miami and they Miami didn't score or something. They, they had two of those games where they put up like 40 on opponents and the opponents either had a, a field goal or didn't score at all. I think possibly one of those games are coming for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think unfortunately and i'm rooting for this man for sure trevor lawrence but i think he's gonna throw a couple picks i think it's gonna be ugly game for the jaguars now justin this doesn't mean that your uh dark horse can't hit and my fool's gold can't hit they they're not mutually exclusive they can both happen chanel can have a good game while lawrence has a terrible game he could still hit chanel for 90 yards and a touchdown but then trevor lawrence throws two picks and doesn't get any rushing yards and maybe only has 200 yards total. So, you know, that doesn't mean that Chanel isn't going to perform. So I think you can do a lot better than Trevor Lawrence. I would avoid him this week. And look, this is definitely not necessarily for, you know, shallow 10 team leagues, but we've talked about it all the time. A lot of leagues, everybody rosters two quarterbacks, et cetera. But for example, I'm in a two quarterback league. I'm considering starting Jimmy Garoppolo over Trevor Lawrence. And that is, to me, that sounds crazy normally because Jimmy Garoppolo is not a fantasy-friendly quarterback. But last week, he had a really good game. They're playing Arizona, which I think either way is, uh, you know, whether Kyler plays or not, I think Jimmy Garoppolo has opportunity to put up some fantasy points here. I'm not saying start Jimmy Garoppolo in your one quarterback leagues. You have... You can find much better options, but I'm saying pivot from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, would you agree with that, Justin? 
Uh, yes and no. I, I, I kind of expect a traditional Jameis Winston Tampa Bay game out of Lawrence. Like 60 passes, three touchdowns, four picks, 400 yards. But uh, again, I, I think I'm underestimating the Bills defense because they don't allow that to happen. So in yeah. a two QB league, this might be a week to bench him. Uh, I, I can see it. But if he also gets a great fantasy week while having a bad real week, I wouldn't be surprised either. Now, now you're making me watch. Yeah, that's definitely possible. But like I said, that that really like does not mean Chenault's going to have a bad game or any of the wide receivers there. No, it, he, can, can go, he can go. He can go eight catches for 120 yards, and they get blown out. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I as you see, like that. Even if he does that, like for example, on was it Monday Night Football the Chiefs played right? Uh, like Tyree Kill had over 20 fantasy points and Mahomes had like 13 fantasy points, you know, it, you know, at some point in the game. So that's, mm-hmm. that can happen. Does just because your wide receiver is going off doesn't mean your quarterback is for sure. Um, all right. Yeah. That'll do it for our fool's gold and uh, for week nine. And Justin, unless you have anything else you want to, you want to bring up for the week, I think that'll do it for this episode, man. No, nah, I mean, uh, the only thing I, I don't know if we noted on is that CMC, and Darnold, they were both at practice today, so maybe he might play. I don't know. We'll see. They were in uniform. I don't know, but he's someone I want to watch. Uh, Sam Darnold or CMC? CMC. No, Sam Darnold. I never want to watch yeah. that guy. Forget <laughs> that guy. But what happened to him? He started off so hot. <laughs> not to mention the sadness that comes with DJ Moore on the back end because of it. He was having such a good start of the year, and with Darnold going, he went too. Yeah, well, since you brought up CMC, uh, Jeremy makes a good point. Carolina has to learn how to balance that offense. You can't overwork CMC and expect him to stay healthy. And you know what? I just asked what happened to Sam Darnold. It kind of correlates with CMC being out. It, their whole offense kind of fell apart once CMC went away. DJ Moore was having a top five wide receiver season before CMC went down. Sam Darnold was a top five fantasy quarterback. So, that would make sense. If he comes back, maybe that'll help them. And it's weird. Like the, the Panthers are so like, let's bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Nope. He sucks. Let's get him out of here. All right. Let's bring in Sam Darnold. Oh, he sucks. Let's bench him for, for his backup. Like we'll see what ends up happening there. That's interesting. Yeah. CMC is more than just the running back on the field. The dude is just a weapon. The whole defense has to watch. So it makes yeah. everyone better. Yep. Absolutely. Alrighty, well, that'll do it for this episode of the First Round Fantasy Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. We really, really do appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. And don't forget to pick up some First Round Fantasy gear uh, at T Public. Just search for First Round Fantasy. You can find the links uh, to all those things in our uh, description below. Thanks, Justin, for joining me. Uh, I'm Jacob Bartley, and we'll see you guys next Wednesday for our Week 10 coverage. Peace out. Yeah.